Game Changers. Welcome to episode 19 of Purpose Potential Podcast. This episode is for my aspiring and startup entrepreneurs, especially the experts that desire to be the business. And to be the business, meaning that you are monetizing your skills, gifts, and expertise in the marketplace in various ways. This year marks my 10th year of entrepreneurship. In 2010, I was hired by a Chicago-based team magazine to style a featured back-to-school spread, and it was a super fun shoot. I think I made like $400, and I count that as my first day of entrepreneurship. It was the first time that someone exchanged their value, their money, for my value, my skill. And at that time, I was a senior in college, so still very much so figuring things out. I was making money few, far, and in between, but making it nonetheless. And about a year later, I was super amped up after graduation and optimistic about the future ahead. So I got bold and I quit my job without a savings, without a plan, just had a whole lot of ambition and confidence in my ability to succeed. Um, We always think that we are so much further along than we really are, but in certain moments, you can't tell us nothing. And this was definitely one of those times. I was still living at home and not having a ton of personal expenses at the time. I thought that it was okay to take the leap of faith. Now, I want to make a sidebar here about the idea of a leap of faith that we so often talk about in the Christian community. In hindsight, I understand that a leap of faith cannot be done independent of God. You have to actually be leaping towards something that he told you and in the right timing. Otherwise, you can't really have confidence in a safe landing on the other side. But in 2011, I took the quote unquote leap of faith without a God word. And while it seemed okay at first, things eventually fizzled down to the point where I had to go back to work to support myself. The money that I had coming in wasn't predictable and wasn't enough to live on. I didn't have a car at the time, so I trained it everywhere. And to put things into perspective, some days I didn't even have money for train fare or to professionally groom myself to be presentable at an event where I could even scout for a new client. At the time, my pursuits were fashion styling and image consulting. But who's going to hire an image consultant whose image isn't intact? Okay. Even beyond the presentation piece, I didn't have a clear focus. I was still operating under the assumption that anyone that was willing to pay me was my ideal client. My efforts were very random and fly by the seat. And I was offering different things to each client, all things that I could do well, but not focused enough to become known for something specific. This, of course, meant that most jobs were one and done or that I was getting referred to do things that weren't my main thing and thereby taking me away from what I truly wanted to do just for a quick buck. One of the greatest challenges of entrepreneurship is that until you get to the point where you can hire help or automate your business, the business doesn't work unless you do. You have to show up for every dollar, even when life is happening to you, and that can be quite the struggle sometimes. Going back to work in 2012 allowed me to breathe and not be terribly exhausted from the day-to-day hustle of trying to randomly make a dollar. And during this still moment, I was able to put some things into perspective. I realized first and foremost that skill is not enough to be a successful entrepreneur. My learnings later revealed that you can't expect to make money if you don't have any structure to what you do because a skill is very different than a business model. Being good at something is one thing, but you have to be on the radar of your ideal client to even have the potential to make money from that thing that you're good at. 
The strength of your reputation is proportionate to the size of the opportunities that you'll be considered for and the amount of money that you'll have the potential to make. And interestingly enough, there are opportunities that will come your way just based off your reputation of performing well. It's up to you, however, to operate in integrity and only pursue the opportunities where you are confident in your ability to maintain that good reputation. New and aspiring entrepreneurs often make the mistake of hustling a product or service first instead of strengthening their reputation. You're not in business unless you're making money, yes, but sometimes we have the tendency to get to the business too quickly. When the business doesn't have a foundation, the success isn't predictable or sustainable. Entrepreneurship is glorified in today's age and people can be so thirsty to make the I fired my boss post on social media and that triggers people who desire entrepreneurship to start contemplating acting out of season. Well, what you don't see after that is the narrative about how it wasn't as easy as they thought, the struggles that followed, missing bills, missing meals, and eventually having to come to a point of critical decision making. Every entrepreneur has had a period of struggle because the entrepreneurial journey is one that you have to live through by trial and error, though access to mentors and resources can help to move you along a bit quicker. I know many entrepreneurs like myself who were pushed into entrepreneurship after a layoff. But for those that have comfortable jobs or something that is at least making the ends meet without causing you a great deal of stress or emotional turmoil, I highly recommend continuing with your job while growing your endeavor on the side. But ultimately, that's between you and God. Though I had to tuck my tail and go back to work in 2012, it provided me with the space to keep learning and working the kinks out of my entrepreneurial endeavors. I never lost sight of what I really wanted to do. When I was laid off my corporate job in 2016, I had already had months where I exceeded my corporate earnings entrepreneurially. And I have exceeded my annual corporate earnings every year since then and just shy of doubled my annual earnings in a two-year span. There are levels to this. Grow your network. It's about who you know and who knows you. Relationships give you access. You need the right people to have you top of mind so they can throw you the alley-oop at a key moment. When I was working at Coach, we had so many people come in on a daily basis requesting applications to apply for a position. But when it came time for the group interview, our managers asked us, who do you know? And they allowed them to walk right into the group interview. So I know firsthand that the right people having you top of mind will absolutely accelerate you into opportunities that you wouldn't even been able to get on your own. People need solid people around them who will deliver. So keep being excellent and that will pave the way for your next opportunity. Make professional development a priority. Books, digital trainings, conferences, coaches, certification programs, degree programs. Invest in development at your level. But be honest when more of an investment is required. One thing that I've learned personally is that in this season that I'm in, my next level is in people. And so the digital training might not get me to where I'm trying to go. But whatever the case may be, we always have to be developing our skills and staying abreast of industry standards. Beta your offerings before officially launching them to get testimonials. This will allow you to work through the challenges, refine the offer, and tweak the pricing before it hits the market so that the launch is solid. Also, launching with proof that you can get results will increase your chances of converting new clients. Price according to your skill level and experience as well. Find a mentor and serve them. 
There are invaluable experiences, exposure, and access that come from being close to someone successful. Exchange your value, which is your service, for their value, their investment of time in you. Become a thought leader in your industry. Be unapologetic about sharing your message. It'll put you on people's radar and help you to develop an audience so that when you do launch an offer, you're not launching it to crickets. Commit to consistently being a value add for people and you'll never have to hustle for a dollar. When you finally do make an offer, people will be running to pay you because you've already proven yourself to be what they need. I got one of the greatest compliments from a client the other day. She said, what else do you have that you can sell me? First things first, brand before business. This episode is brought to you by The Content House, a full-service media and project management agency, aka the group that has me feeling real official for Purpose Potential Podcast. The Content House offers a plethora of services for entrepreneurs, small business owners, and creatives to level up in their content and media game. Whether you're talking about photography, videography, audio, or video podcast recording, logo design, website design, they offer the works in a state-of-the-art facility in South Holland, Illinois. I encourage you guys to check them out over at thecontenthousechicago.com. I want to hear from you. Take a screenshot of this podcast to let me know that you're listening. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Asia Corinne. You can also download the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. Use the hashtag Purpose Potential Podcast. Also, if you have questions or comments, email me at hello at purposepotentialpodcast.com. Allow me to reintroduce myself just one more time. My name is Asia Corinne McGee, and I'm on assignment to help God's kingdom ambassadors to maximize their impact. I'll see you next week on Purpose Potential Podcast.